Hey, you alright? Um, something a little bit different on the podcast this time. You've all heard Ning on episodes with me, most recently on the Live Aid one. He's wanted to do a companion piece or a B-sides as such. Complimentary bit to the uh, to the personal jukebox, and uh, yeah, he's giving it a punt on this one. He's invited somebody on who you've heard before, and they're gonna cover Rod Stewart. Oh no, the, the choir boys. Um, yeah, this was recorded a couple of weeks ago, so I do apologise to to Ning. They had a gig coming up, Jif not Sif, that they do mention at the end, but um, yeah, that's been and gone now. Let me know next time, Ning, and we'll uh, we'll proper publicise it. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you'll enjoy this, and I'll be back next week, actually, with Les doing a, a chart episode from 1995. Enjoy it. It's a good job my mom doesn't listen to this podcast now, because I'm going to fucking say something that's that's going to get me in this shit. Right, I think I've actually hijacked this podcast. I reckon if I press this button here, the intro will start. Welcome to the Personal Jukebox Podcast. Do not adjust your sets. This is not Simon. You may recognise his voice, Furia. It's the idiot in the middle listening. Uh, I've been given permission to uh, hijack his pod. And I'm joined by, just so happens to be, my bestest mate in the world. It's this that Les Powalski. How you doing? Word. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm not doing very well. I've uh, fucked me back right up. Go on. Again. Go- gardening. How many this- times? Yeah, gardening this time. Uh, Lee come round yesterday, and literally I did three shovels, and that was it. My back just went. <laughs> Shouldn't laugh, but yeah, experienced it myself. It's brutal, isn't it? It's horrible. Yeah. Oh man, right. This is it. I'm crapping myself a little bit while I'm shaking here. We've attempted podcasts before we did the Gif Not Sif podcast. Yeah, which was something to do during uh, those horrible lockdown days. Yeah. <laughs> so, without further ado, let's get to it. We are, or have, I decided to do... Oh, uh, see, what an amateur I am, I tell you what, it's terrible. There we go. Oh, what an amateur. <laughs> I planned I planned all this as well. I planned all of it. And now I've got a Kermit the Frog advert coming on my phone. It's right, alive. okay. What we are doing is this band here. Get out! Oh, yeah! 
then, so the Choir Boys are an English rock band formed in 1984 in London with strong ties to Newcastle upon Tyne, you know. Why, I lad. <laughs> Originally known as the Queer Boys, which is a bit odd, uh, billed as the London Choir Boys in the United States and Canada, uh, settling at last with their current name. Uh, right, so. Uh, you introduced me to this band uh, when we were still at school. So, how did you discover them then? Oh man, first of all, that just takes me back to 1990 and Kingswinford Youth Club. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, um, oh god. Uh, I used to watch like Channel 4 comedy shows in the early 90s. It's how I found Paul Hogan. Remember the Paul Hogan oh, yes, show yes, with yes. Leo Wanker and all yeah, that? Watch that with you. So anyway, I used to watch shows like that and I used to play and record the video. Well, anyway, um, it used to run all night for the whole three hours of the tape. So imagine my surprise when after the show I watched, this came on. It was the Choir Boys live in London and their stage was done up like a pub bar. It had a fucking dartboard, it no, had a right, bar cool. and everything. It was brilliant, and they played a 45-minute set, and I was just blown away. So I run out, bought the album the next day. What and was just, we at this time, like 14 or something? Uh, 14. We would have been about 14, wouldn't right, we? Right. Yeah. So I rushed out, bought the album with my uh, pocket money, my paper-round money that I used to say, like, and uh, introduced everyone to this album. And it's just an absolute stonker from, from start to finish. There ain't a crap song on it. Well, it's but one of those albums, this is it. A lot of, mate, there's, there's been a few on this podcast where somebody has actually stuck their neck out. Oh, I did it with Never Mind the Bollocks. Yeah. I said there ain't a shit song on it. There, there isn't a shit song on this album. <coughs> not one. And you're going to stand by that, Death Father. Yes, not a shit I, song I, on it. Not a shit song on it. Okay. Um, but the only problem was, it was their mainstream debut album. And yes. they, could ne- they never followed it up. Nope. They couldn't get anywhere near it. And it's just, that's a shame because... It's such a fucking great album. You see my top ten of all-time best albums. They, yeah, there you go. And I mean, when yeah, we'll, we'll start it off from, from this uh, album. Uh, so from 1990, Sharon Osbourne was appointed the manager. Bitch. <laughs> There's my views on Sharon Osbourne. Thank you. Choir Boys had uh, fired Ginger by this time, mm. uh, and that that Ginger will be Ginger Wildart. For those that don't know, they replaced him with former Cradle Snatchers guitarist Guy Griffin. Yeah, he looks like just looks like a cowboy, doesn't he, Guy Griffin? They, in fact, they all look like cowboys with the cowboy boots and the, the spurs and whatnot. Yes, we'll uh, go straight into uh, the second track, which is uh, called "Man on the Loose." Tune. wasn't one of the singles. The first single uh, to be released, uh, September 1989, was the one that we just heard the opening track on the album called Seven O'Clock. 
1989, really? Yes, September 1989, that was released, and it uh, didn't do that good. Um, yeah, it got to number 36 in the UK charts. You see, this was a good time for the Choir Boys, really, because they 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 obviously... All right, that was going since 1984, but they obviously only got signed in, what, 88, you would have thought. Yeah, if they started in 1984, rocking around London, doing a bit of scabbing about, yeah, networking, then, as you have to do. And then um, for this album, I remember them being chucked on the bill for fucking Donington Monsters of Rock in 1990, weren't they? Yes, there was a bit there as well about the name as well. We'll get to that in a bit while they settled on that name because they were due to play the Reading Festival and apparently the organisers at Reading Festival didn't like the queer boys, as they were called at the time. Well... They used to call them the queer boys at school, um, as, 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 as a mock, really. They got it from a book as well, apparently. There was a book in... Uh, or No, sorry, a movie, where they got it from, apparently. It just takes me back to being fucking 14 and getting pissed up in the chimps' fucking yeah. house on a Saturday afternoon, man. Yeah, we, t- we were knocking about on the mountain bikes a lot at the time, weren't we? And I remember... It's either the December or the January when you introduced me to this band. There was defo snow on the deck because I remember it being freezing as. Oh, it's a good job my mum doesn't listen to this podcast now because I'm going to fucking say something that's going to get me in the shit. <laughs> Do it. Reminds me of my glue sniffing days. <laughs> there, I've admitted it. I'm reformed and I haven't glue sniffed since about 1991. I can honestly say that with my hand on my heart. I did not expect you to drop that one. Wow. Because when you saying, with the snow on the ground, <laughs> I can remember being over the source with snow on the ground. I passed out, seeing a whole gang of lads coming, ready to kick our heads in, and then I stood up and they disappeared. Right, kids, solvent abuse it's is... It's not good. It's is bad. Don't do okay. it. Okay, yeah, do not do it. I do not promote solvent abuse. Yes, not good. I did not expect you to drop that one. Right, okay, we're going to go straight in there with uh, track three, which is a uh, personal favourite of mine. Chairs, lovely bit, it ain't off a creek master. first time I heard this, when I listened to the album, I got a little bit worried because I slowed things down. And I thought, because I like my music more upbeat, and I got a little bit worried, but there was no need to worry because it's just so, it's just got such a nice groove to it. Lovely, isn't it? It's brilliant. Is it, a lot of their stuff is like cowboy orientated, isn't it? I'm guessing this is like some kind of thing that's... 
like they've got a math organ going on in the background, haven't they? Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah, Cal- Cowboys from Newcastle. Yeah, somebody's stuck in a county jail somewhere, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, that's, that's the kind and of. And then they're riding yeah. out to rescue yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's, they're, that's, after, they're after some kid that like literally yeah. rode into town, did something bad to his missus, and he's like, ah, had to seriously have him. Come riding into town. Yeah. Hey man, where's the sheriff's department? <laughs> says here that um, a bit of what you fancy drew positive reviews uh, and was compared uh, favourably to British rock names such as Rod Stewart and Faces. Ah, right, yes. Well, I remember being around Chimp's house and uh, we put this album on and uh, do you remember Mark Injury Shifty? Oh, yes. Um, he said, Let's use this. <laughs> nah, he went, Puala, who's this? Because he used to call me Puala. And I says, uh, it's the choir boys. He says, I thought it was bloody Rod Stewart. And I can see what he means. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he can't. It's, it's because it's really voice, Rod he, he, Stewart-esque. It's like, it's like he's got, it's like he's just had a bag of gravel in it and started to sing. The, um, they record this, uh, this, yeah, this album was recorded at Cherokee Studios in Los Angeles. Um, and for the second album, they started working with Bob Rock, but it was a pain in the arse because he was here, there and everywhere with all the other commitments he'd got going on at the time. The, the, the album after this uh, was, was, was well produced. It's just that the songs were as good. Yeah, it says there's a lot, there was a lot of messing about in the, process, in the whole process because of, yeah, various, various reasons. Gather around people. Somebody's got a party going on. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tasty. It's just filth, isn't it? Really, this <laughs> yeah. song. Have you, have you seen the sex lives of the potato men? Uh, is that movie? I've don't have seen it, but uh, I'm aware of I'm it. I'm sure I've seen it around your house actually. When you lived in Snet. Oh, is it? It's got. It's got. Um, it's got those two old British comedians in it. No, I'm thinking of something else. It's got. Oh, that's um, got it's, the Galaxy. What's his name? Uh, Johnny Vegas is in it. Yes. And Carl okay. McC- Mackenzie McCrook. Mackenzie oh. Crook. Is or he the one that's like? at the office and yeah, the yeah, one that's yeah, in yeah, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean? That one. Yeah. Well, um, he goes to a sex party. Johnny Vegas does, and all it is is like about 15 men all holding a ticket of what number they are, and, and they're all lined up ready to bang this bird, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just wondering, is this sex party one of them sex parties, or are there loads of women there, like and it's just a free for all? Because that depends on whether I would go to it or not. That sounds horrific, doesn't it? The, oh god, just, it's just full of clap and chlamydia, isn't it? You just know and, it, and just. Horrible wrongdoings to it's women. Just foul. Fuck it. 
it needs censoring <laughs> is what it does yeah. like we had to do to uh, Gaz's magazine Gaz's, years ago Gaz's like, try that was just, Ali's try it had to be censored that there was no censors about it That was it. Uh, by 1987, the uh, the band's controversial name was starting to hinder them. It caused some of the gigs on their tour with Andy McCoy's band to be cancelled. They were also booked to play the Reading Festival uh, on the understanding that they would change their name. Thus, they changed it to The Choir Boys and have kept it uh, ever since. Yeah, really. I thought The Choir Boys is better than The Queer Boys, isn't it, really? I mean, was they doing it to take the piss, you reckon, or what? Don't because know. they didn't dress like Poison or or Motley Crue, you know, you couldn't mistake them for women, could you? I mean, originally that word wasn't, as it is now, a derogatory reference for a homosexual person. Um, it's queer. I think it was even back then. No, but uh, I'm sure I've heard like my parents and uh, other peers and whatnot say, you know, other old expression. Oh, I feel a bit queer. Oh, yeah, or something's queer. Yeah, when you don't, like, you don't feel very well. Or, ordinary, you know, something's queer. Yeah, yeah. But nearly fainted, like come over all queer. That was a. Th- <laughs> you're laughing for that was a, that was a saying. Definitely in the eighties. Defo. It, it still is officially uh, a saying because I read J.R. Tolkien. Right, and he often says shit like that. But let's get back to this song because we've talked over the whole intro of it. I do apologise. Right, so let's get this to this one, um, which um, oh, sweet Marianne. Well, again, again, is this one of your favourites or whatever? Because this, this, that, uh, this kind of passed me by. It's, it's all right and everything, but again, not not a single choice. This is the killer hook. Screw you, gotta go faster. So come on then, anything from off the top of your head? Any more memories of this band and this album? Oh and- mate, it just takes me right back to being a kid again. Every, t- every yep. time I hear it, it takes me to different places. Like it, it takes me, it takes me to, to Kings Winford Youth Club. It takes me to the Blue Lamp Disco. It would. It takes me to. It takes me to. To Big Fat Miller in Oak Street. It takes me to Diane Wesley's house. It takes me everywhere, man. And it's just ice. Yes. All There's these, so many memories. All these people that will probably never listen to this. We'll have a, we'll have a quick little bit. I'll read you from some of the shaz that was going on at the time. Okay. As this track ends, we uh, were being little shits for the start. We'd, we'd have been little shits, yeah, having done two years at uh, secondary school. Uh, at the time, Margaret Thatcher uh, is the current uh, Prime Minister. Texting isn't a thing yet. Instead, people were using landlines and pages. Furthermore, the vast majority of people still had no idea what the internet was. 
in fashion. Many of the trends from the uh, 80s are still popular. Coloured tights, denim overalls, leotards, flannel shirts, shoulder pads are all fashionable still. And that was an 80s thing, wasn't it? Shoulder pads. A toy called Polly Pocket uh, had become the latest craze. It's 1990, so the A-Waves are being dominated by such music, musical artists as uh, Skinhead O'Connor, Paula Abdul, Janet Jackson, Vanilla Ice, Mariah Carey, of course, DVB, Madonna, MC Hammer. Yeah, and in this week, didn't go to number one straight away. That's when Sinead O'Connor released uh, that tune that Prince wrote, Nothing Compares to You. Have you heard the Prince version of that? No, I haven't. I didn't. Oh, I wasn't man, aware I of one. I heard it on Radio 2 the other day. He does it with some woman, and it's 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 nothing like it. It's only the it's only the lyrics that are the same, really. It's See, if just... it was sight at the helm, now we'd be straight on this, and he'd be playing it. He'd be like, I ain't that good, am oh, I? You know, no. I'm doing. I'm, I'm happy with my performance so far, but I'm no, not gonna. Yeah, can... I'm right, gonna... crack on. <laughs> right, we'll have a quick TV thing. People are watching such shit as Dallas. Shit. Who's, <laughs> who's the boss? Don't know what that is. Murder, she wrote. It's a bit shit. Uh, Charles in Charge, which is quite prominent nowadays, isn't it? I don't remember that. No, neither do I. The top games that kids are playing at the time was Paperboy. I played that. Oh, that's on the computer thing. Yeah, yeah. Robocop and World Cup Italia 90. Children and teenagers are currently watching television shows such as The Smurfs, Danger Mouse, Avon and the Chipmunks, and what was it? Oh, Little... Sorry, Dink the Little... Dinosaur. That was shit, that was. Oh, do you remember? I don't, I don't know uh, yeah, what that is. Yeah, I do. And the, the toys at the time were Screwball, Scrabble, Transformers, uh, the Game Boy, and Yo-Yos was the thing. Smoking all my cigarettes At a table set for three Could have cried, I could have cried when she said, oh, I don't love you anymore. I was slain and shown the door. Oh, I've got a little story behind this. <laughs> Give us your anecdote, Mark. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. I remember Joanna Parkhurst was there. Um, and I think, oh God. Oh, I can't remember who else it was. But some wench was crying because uh, she got off with some lad the night before and he didn't want to know her tonight. Total disaster. Like Fucking and had been drinking or had a bottle of Diamond White. And had been the, the ones we'd often find and, collapsed um, over the park. And, oh man, do you need a hand? And I remember me and Speck and fucking somebody else, probably PK, come walking down the road with a ghetto blaster and this song came on and I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> nice little story there, man. Of a 14-year-old getting pissed up. Little girl. I was and shown the door. So it's amazing what the, the power of music, what it does to your emotions, yes. especially a hormonal yes. period girl. It's yeah, the, yeah. The, it, 
I mean, certain stuff or whatever you, you experience regular, I guess, the, when you hear a proper tune that you absolutely love and you get the shiver up, the, uh, up your back. Yeah, goose pimples. Yeah. There's so many things that music can do. It can spark off emotions, thoughts, memories. Know, feelings, memories. Yeah, actual physical, you know what I mean? Things happen from just music that you've heard hundred times before, but it happens every time, doesn't it? Right, that is um, the halfway point, uh, pretty much, of the album. So, yeah, we're uh, going to leave it there for now. We're going to have a quick break, um, and you'll uh, you'll be hearing from the uh, the proprietor of this wonderful podcast now, with his uh, feelings on uh, how our hijack is going so far. Hope he's uh, hope he approves. Don't forget, you can contact the show directly, jukeboxpod at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Facebook, search for Personal Jukebox Podcast. On Instagram, we're also at jukeboxpod. And leave us a review. Help a brother out. Help the algorithms. Yo! Back again with my wonderful friend, Mr. Pawelski. Welcome back. So, this isn't the Choir Boys. This is a band that's associated with them called Dogs de Moor. So, uh, tell the listeners uh, a little bit about Dogs de Moor then. Yeah, Dogs de Moor. They're fronted by a bloke called Tyler. Um, he lives in the Midlands, actually, I think. I think so, yeah. Comes from round here. Um, and he recruited a drummer called Bam, uh, who used to be in the Wild Hearts, and Ginger. Oh, that Bam, right. Yeah, now. that Bam used to be in the Wild Hearts, and then obviously Ginger was in the Choir Boys, and then he formed the Wild Hearts with Bam. What was so, he referred to in the Wild Hearts? Bam Bam. Was that Bam? I think no. it was, yeah, Bam Bam. Bam Bam. Yeah, so they're all they're all linked. They've all been in each other's bands, like at some point, and um, I love them. I do. They never they never achieved any kind of success. 
Um, you know, the old the old rockers of Wolverhampton will know who Tyler is. You mentioned another track to me, which you said is a right bit of a bit of a downer, but you're saying it's a tune, yeah? Oh, it's a and tune. It's called Heroin. Yeah, because like Tyler's a heroin addict. Well, oh. he, well, he was. So he was on the stuff when they wrote this song. I think is this band still active? Do you know? Uh, I, I don't, Tyler's still active. Tyler's got loads of solo albums out. Right. Okay. It's such a dark song. Nice 80s vibe too. Oh, to be fair, I'm going to check this band out. Actually, I've got no excuse now. You know what I mean? It's at my fingertips where it is right now. So. Alcoholics as well. Like. Always got a bottle of wine in their hands. <laughs> you, you talking about me or, or, or this band? <laughs> talking about Tyler. <laughs> Without further ado, back to the Choir Boys. Little bit of a technical thing going on right about now. And it's done with ease. That's unusual. <laughs> no problems. Uh, second half. So, we're uh, going to go with now their track which is called hey you which was their top selling single so yeah let's have a bit of bit of this When bands do that, don't go to the chorus first time. I called you out, no word of a lie. See you walking with another guy. All you said, no, we're done. Oh, baby, you did me wrong. Yeah. Hey, you, what can I do? Can't you stand by your man? That's me. Okay, then, so this song. Uh, Released as a single on the 25th of December, Christmas Day, 1989, funnily enough. Uh, yeah, although their, uh, their first three singles were not significant to the UK, Hey You became the band's highest charting song in the UK uh, singles chart, peaking at number 14 in January 1990. Uh, after that, the band managed to get all but two singles into the top 40. Yeah, this. Whenever I play this album to uh, to someone who's never heard of the Choir Boys before, uh, whenever this song comes on, they always say, "Oh, oh, I've heard this song." They always say it every time without fail. <laughs> it must have been on a few compilations on Kerrang and Metal Hammer and all that bollocks over the years. I don't really remember it being that big. To be to be fair, um, but I. But when I, I when I bought the album, I do sort of like well when I heard and play on that um, that gig that I recorded, I thought that uh, I recognised this song then. Got so yeah. even I'd heard it. It's uh, I 
it's uh, number 14 in the UK charts. Uh, in the Netherlands, uh, number 23 in the top 100. Uh, I don't get what that means. It's, I've seen also in the Netherlands, Dutch top 40. I think it's 26. I don't know what difference that makes. Uh, Euro chart hot 100 uh, number 35 and in Canada's top singles chart uh, number 82 get in there <laughs> let's go to some stuff that was knocking around on the top 40 that uh, Hey You was currently sat at uh, what was it 14 14 it got to yeah Extra remix bullshit. Who is it? This was at the uh, bottom end of the charts, number 40, Raise All for Love, which was, I'm guessing, some rave act that I've not really heard of. It's, this reminds me of the kind of song that that, that would have played at the fair. Yes, I was, yeah, in, good in, in 1990. Absolutely. And it's absolute shit. Right, underneath that we've got the likes of uh, Sybil, Walk On By, the 1964 classic, which I'm guessing is a re-release. Uh, yeah. Dusty Springfield, uh, we've got the, oh, for, uh, that one with Pet Shop Boys produced it, right, that song there. Uh, Latino Rave, Deep Heat 89 was at 37, Cher was at 36, Just Like Jesse James, that's actually a that right song. That is a tune, that Yeah, is. that's not bad. And shitheads, well, for whatever reason, I can't bloody play the video on this page that I'm on. Uh, yeah. Oh, the Happy Mondays uh, with Manchester was uh, in at 34. Never really liked the Manchester scene, to be fair. I don't mind it. There's a fair amount of shit that I like from it. Uh, a lot of stuff here going on into the 20s. Oh, and that tune, do you remember that by Madonna? This was at 28, Dear Jesse. It was a cack ass song that was, if I remember rightly. Uh, nah, I can't say that I do, to be fair. Okay, at the time we'd got a couple of big artists, and this geezer here had just released one of his albums that featured uh, this one, which is a pretty decent tune. Can you identify that guitarist? Uh, yeah, just give me a minute. Nah. Put the hand over it, you can see it here. Nah, I can see, I I can't see, see it. Of course, my eyesight's not that Have you got it yet? It's, uh, it's Genesis, isn't it? No, well, close well, enough. Phil Collins. Phil Collins, yeah. Yeah, this was off his enormously successful, um, but seriously, album. And this was the follow-up to Another Day in Paradise. And this was 26 at the time, so I'm guessing this shot up. And it's Eric Clapton, by the way. This 
one as well. I quite like this band. Office clocks put up signs saying position closed And secretaries turn off typewriters and put on their coats And janitors padlock the gates for security guards to patrol And bachelors phone up their friends for a drink while the married ones turn on a chat show So this is there uh... Delamitri currently sat at number 23 with a tune calls, called uh, Nothing Ever Happens um, Scottish band for those that don't know, they had a few hits so yeah quite like this one so we're going to get the thoughts of Les in a second it's either going to be, it's alright or it's going to be so here we go, what are you reckoning? shit <laughs> nah it's alright as I say, it, at, at the time, I would have said it was shit. But like now, it's just a bit hey, shit. Older and mature, and a, be, a better musician all round, so you can appreciate stuff like I mean, that. This, this is catchy, this part, yeah, isn't yeah. it? The needle returns to the start of the song, and we all sing along like before. I mean, if, 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 you, if you put heavy guitars behind that, then that's a tune, isn't it? Yes. Uh, so we'll keep going down. Uh, just underneath those at 22 is Sonia. Listen to your heart. I think oh, I can remember that one. Yeah. Pure stockation and waterman. Dog shit. Yeah. Lambarda. That was that tune, wasn't it? Right, that's that one. <laughs> okay. Underneath them was Della Sol with the magic number. Right. Don't know what that one is. Uh, 19 uh, Gino Latino. Welcome. Uh, we've got <laughs> Public Enemy, Flavor Flav and the Boys in at 18 um, with Welcome to the Terror Dome. Can't think of that one right now off the top of me. <laughs> Underneath that, Jason Donovan, when you come back to me. Yeah. Another stock aching award. Oh, they were they were rife at this time all over the show. Uh, Sixteen, little Louis, I called you. Uh, Martika, more than you know, uh, at uh, fifteen, and at number fourteen with their highest entry uh, ever, uh, the Choir Boys with Hey You, as we've discussed. Uh, underneath that was uh, our mate Dave Mustaine with uh, yeah, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, right, yeah, okay. See, now, that was a single for the film Shocker. Oh, right, so it got released as, a, as yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's quite a decent entry, I'm guessing, for Megadeth. Um, they probably got higher, I think. They, they did quite well with that one that I've got on picture disc. Was it the one off Rust in Peace? Is it like Anger 18 or something like that? That charted quite high. I don't think they really give a shit, do they? Well, I don't really think they give a shit where they end up in the charts. To be fair, mate, mate I think all bands, bands you like do that. give a shit because you know what I mean. The more, yeah. You, yeah, but the more you sell, the more zeros on your bank account, isn't it? Yeah, for albums, I ain't bothered about whether a single gets to number one. No, but it used to be 1990s, mate. It was still big business. You had to flog a fair few. You had to flog two thousand odd units just just to get to number forty around see, that time. You see, in 1990, like Megadeth was releasing, was it Rust in Peace in '90? Think so. That's heavy as fuck in it. They ain't bothered about getting a number one song off that album. Nah, they're not. They're that, not. that album will go down as fucking one of the heaviest albums. Well, f- fucking just pure 
aggression megadeth one it fucking ice so uh, continuing on just <laughs> getting it getting it through underneath that we've got Adamski which was seal I think oh he's, he's wincing here I'm he's trying to move I'm wincing man I'm trying to fucking move on my chair glass back oh for fuck's sake it's back Right, yeah, just, we're just gonna. I'll thrash through the rest of it. The soul to soul at uh, number eleven, get a life. In at uh, ten, Robin Raz featuring Layla K. Got to get. Oh no, that one. FBI project uh, going back to my roots at number nine. D Mob, put your hands together. I remember that D Mob. They were connected with Kathy Dennis. I think it was. They did a song with her, Defo. <laughs> you probably don't even know what song I'm on about. I do. Oh shit, sorry. Um, Jimmy Somerville, You Make Me Feel, Mighty Real, uh, was in at number seven. Ha- uh, Hollow James, uh, could have told you so, was in at six. Mantronics, got to have your love, was five. The 49ers, Touch Me, can't really remember that one. And then this, Skinhead, was in at number three. This, this song surely must have been number one at some point because it's a tune in it released this week oh this god charge. so we went straight in at number three yeah well this is number one next week eh? i should imagine so because yeah. at number two we had new kids on the block with hanging tough oh now that was at number one for a fucking for a while so that made it as well so yeah and then what was number one uh, let's uh let's let's reveal I'm, it i'm we? intrigued Kaking and Waterman again. Just gotta say, I've probably said it so many times, but Kylie Minogue, oh god, what a handsome woman. <laughs> she was blessed in the looks department. Absolutely. What, oh, yeah, that is a proper good hand that's been uh, dished out there. She's like 50 odd now, and she, she's still so nice. Tears on my pillow, So, this was a song from the 50s, I'm guessing, wasn't it? Of some description. I'd yeah. say so, yeah. So, yeah, our mate Stock Aitken and Waterman had filled the charts and got the number one in this week, then? Yeah. Ah, well, there you go. Tactical switch over. I'll edit in like a, a massive explosion of some of some sort. Uh, so uh, we are now on to track eight of a little bit what you fancy. Here we go. All I ever wanted, I thought so much of you. You left me feel down all But what could I do? It gets me kind of worried. Gets me kind of sad No one ever tell me I'm sailing my sleigh I got myself a little girl She'd had too much fun in her Our parents have heard this album quite a few times and they were giving massive thumbs up to it Well, it's a great album, absolutely She turned herself 
so that I'd explain to my mother that it wasn't the faces. Both been guilty of that. You've been, you've done it loads more. It was I cracking know. some arm when he's out earlier. Oh, yeah. See now, this is this has taken me to um, the shops at Portway. Do you remember? Um, not Portway. Um, where, do you remember where Sai Chance used to live? Do you remember that little shop? At the back of the quarry? The back of the quarry right, in yeah, Cayford. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like smoking fags. It was pissing down with rain. Oh, God, yeah, I remember and going P- down. And yeah, PK... Clubbing, clubbing together to get that bloody pack of back here. Yeah, and yeah. Well, no, it was a box of fags because it was a proper fag. And PK flicked it out in the rain and it just went tumbling and it landed nub end up like that and just stayed there. That was, I thought that was over Barnet Shops. No, no, that, oh, was, that, was, that, was, that was there. That was there. Mad ass shit that Mental. went on there. Mental it was. <laughs> Don't give a damn about what you're gonna do. I mean, this, this album, Defo, does... Um, it does centre down on a specific period in our lives of what was going on at the time don't you think it pinpoints it down to around six or seven months at the start of 1990 well because there's a lot of shit that's come back in my head i don't know just from listening to this over again i've not i've not heard this album in its entirety for years so reminds me of cali woods as well right okay and at the time i got my white raster blaster on the go costing 50 quid for the batteries every week yeah, I mean, we was playing, we was playing Metallica and a lot of Anthrax. I remember Megadeth being played. Slayer. The black, al- the black album. The black out, album was played to death. Uh, the year after. That was ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah. See, we we hadn't even had. Uh, we were main. We were still mainly riding around on our bikes at this point. Were and we'd we? not. We'd not had smells like Teen Spirit. Um, nah, that was the year after as well. Nineteen yeah. ninety, we'd had. Ninety was the. Was the uh, no prayer for the dying? Right, so I'd not actually seen a band then. Ninety two was my main one, it first band that I'd actually seen. So well, now nineteen ninety was the first. Uh, the end of so it was December nineteen ninety was my first time. So it was yours the day after. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the shit I was listening to in nineteen ninety. Maiden, man. Maiden. <laughs> it would have been an Anthrax. A mega death. Metallica, was, definitely. Because after, because after Iron Maiden for me it was Metallica, then Guns and Roses. And you'd then got, you'd got, a, you and PK got a fair amount of vinyl in nineteen ninety, haven't you? Yeah, By yeah. that point, yeah. Stop. We started collecting yeah. goods, man. Yeah, PK's record collection was. It still vast is. On it's it. absolutely. Didn't he used to keep? Didn't he used to keep all his magazines as well, like all his yeah, metal hammers and Kerrangs so. and all yeah, that shit. He's the kind of guy who would kept all that he's shit. He was very yeah. hoardy, wasn't he, with, like, his, with his music shit. Mate, I bet he's got a loft full of fucking beanos and dandies and toppers. You, the, the comic libraries, the annuals, you fucking name it. I bet you, PK, sat on a fucking fortune of fucking shit if he's kept it. And I know he has kept it because he ain't mentioned never fucking selling it like I had to. It'll be in the loft. It's got to be. I just hope he's looked after it because that's going to be worth a fucking fortune. 
fucking is. He could fucking. If Sam's listening to this, Sam, tell him to sell all his fucking shit. You would have enough for a fucking wedding and a deposit on a house. I'm fucking telling you. I'm telling you. There you go, PK. I've just dropped you out right in the shit. <laughs> Right, so uh, yeah, right about now we're on uh, a track called Long Time Coming, uh, which is track nine on this album, which is another classic, another, another banger, another bluesy banger. Uh, yeah. Love the piano in it, man. Very, very, yes. Personal favourite. I think this is a, this is a, just this song. Where, where we're going for in terms of uh, um, this is up there. This is probably third in the top best, three. Third, the top Ooh, okay. This is called Roses and Rings. Roses and Rings. Playing this game called Roses and Rings. In fact, in fact, I can't think of a better song on the album than this. Because if you remember, I put this on my Desert Island disc. This song. You heard it first, folks. Yes, was it on your Desert Island? Yeah, this song was on my Desert Island disc. Fair enough, then. These new air drums I've bought, they're brilliant, man. Yeah. They work a treat. <laughs> yeah. You heard them? Well, I know it ain't natural, but it feels alright. Gotta love the internet for just coming up with a load of shitty little facts like this. Um, yeah, this tune, literally 33 years ago. Um, oh, you fucking joke. 33 years ago, so basically, if, you, if this person was born when this album came out, uh, they will be 33 years old right now. Wow. And they are genera- Generation uh, Y Dash Millennial Yeah, this, this is one for you What on earth does this mean? The Unix time stamp for this date is 632-88-0000 And what the fuck does that mean? I don't know, but I was expecting like like something to pop up like oh what was that movie in the 80s with um, Kelly LeBrock in it weird science I, I, thought, when I, re- I thought when I read that like, Kelly LeBrock was going to appear like nah <laughs> <laughs> shit ain't like that <laughs> the, the, uh, the next tune is magnificent as well Okay, we'll go. We'll go with that next one, and then we'll have a a, a brief chat at uh, what the boys are up to these days, as oh, well as being well, old let's, men. Let's do that now, if you, if you, oh, okay. if you let's, wish. Let's, yeah. let's go straight to that now. Then. Okay. As soon as you've got it up, obviously yes, you've got um, it up. So you're prepared. That just clipped, man. I'm too, too close to my mic. My mic's better than yours, isn't it? Let's be honest. No. Yeah. It's just debatable. <laughs> 
Or I've got a more powerful voice. It could be the microphone. It's uh, yes, I'm I'm currently rocking a Behringer something or other, and he's got a uh, oh, focus right scarlet Scarlet's, microphone, which yeah. is pretty bleeding responsive. Uh, there you go, free advert for both of those companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. give us some free stuff. Uh, right, what am I doing? I think I'm doing a tactical switch over. Two seconds. That was about two seconds. That was a good one. That was like a Formula One yeah. pit stop on it. That. That's pretty um, accurate timing. Yeah, I might get pranked by an advert here. So, like, let's let's just randomly, randomly, randomly go almost back to times that we know. And we're, in 2017, they released an album called White Trash Blues. Uh, and we're not sure whether it's a bunch of covers or whatever, but we'll uh, we'll just see. That one's just come to my attention. This song is called "Take Out Some uh, Take Out Some Insurance." <laughs> Well, it's a bit generic, isn't it? No, it's like, well, I'm speechless because it's just like, it's just, it's the same genre as the early album, this album I'm doing, but they stay, they haven't reinvented themselves at all and they can't write songs like they used to. Except I'm not sure whether these are just covers or not, I'm not sure. They're just literally, they must have done a whole blues album. Um, well, they are, they are blues. They went really bluesy, didn't they? And it's... I'm guessing so. They, I mean, this um, this is from uh, 2019, before everything went a bit weird. Um, this is their album, Amazing Disgrace. Now, you know something? I am definitely going to check that album out. I did earlier. I had to listen to a few tracks. Because that opened up really good. They had a bit of, like, I don't know whether it was synthesizer or a bit of brass trumpet in the background there. But that sounded really good, and I've not heard them do that before. So what's the album called? Um, Amazing Disgrace. Amazing Disgrace. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, this is the title track. Sounds really brick poppy, that does. They have tried to reinvent themselves a little bit on this album, haven't they? Yeah, they had a line-up shake-up and all that bollocks and extra people come in and whatnot. They've um, just gone through the whole Spotify thing and uh, the last thing that they did, uh, well, last couple of things, 
2021 they released the 30th anniversary edition of a bit of what you fancy now, I'm not sure whether they re-recorded it or something I'm, I don't, or just remastered it not 100% sure All right. don't no, know don't know should we check it out should we see if it's uh, any different we can do yeah don't think it is Yeah, it is. That's different. Is it? Yeah, yeah. That's been re-recorded. You reckon they've redone it? Yeah, definitely. Different vocals, definitely. And then last year they did orchestral choir boys live. Going back to uh, a bit of what you fancy, track eleven, the penultimate track, I think. That's right, is that. Yes. So what we'll do is we'll play the version of their last recording, which was, uh, as I've just mentioned, the orchestral choir boys uh, live. Uh, so this is a tune called uh, "There She Goes Again." This is sad. Oh, Did, didn't expect that. What the fuck? That can't be Spike singing. It says it is. That's Spike singing. Apparently so. Yeah. What is the matter with his voice? I don't know. That's shit, Spike. <laughs> the music's fucking brilliant. The vocals are fucking wank. Put another song on, Ning. Okay. Let's um, deviate it again. What, what from from the from this, this album? From this album. One that we, I mean, well, okay, we 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 we've done this one. So so do the last one. Take me That's home. So now we'll just jump back on this one. Just going back to Love track six. Doing? This is uh, I Don't Love You Anymore from their live uh, orchestral album last year. That's not me. like he's completely lost his rasp, isn't it? Yeah, because he's obviously had to get a couple of female uh, singers in, which 
sound delightful, obviously. He's obviously passed his best, you know. That's, that's pretty, that's, that's not very good. Oh no, I'm worried. Well, we're still okay because you're sticking by, there's, there's not a shit song on it. No, there isn't a um, shit song. So yeah, tactical change. And uh, I'm getting quite good at this because I've just done it whilst talking. That's multitasking, yeah. that is. Never thought I was capable of it. Right, so this is it then. We may as well play the last track on the album, which is called Take Me Home. Darker side to music and, and this and the other is the maybe people that listen to this and just go, oh God, no, I can't stand this. I it know. happens. It happens. I know it does. Something we're so very, very fond of, somebody could just go, oh, absolute dog shit. How do you like this? I love loads of albums like that. It's been an absolute blast, but unfortunately, me and him have got to uh, skedaddle. We've got uh, band practice, but we've also got a, uh, a bit of a meeting to, to have Yes. before that. Yeah, we're, as we're going to practice for our next gig, uh, which is in a couple of weeks' time on Friday, the, what is it, whatever date that is? No, 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 19th. Is it the 19th? No, 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 19th. Yeah, 19th of this month, we're at Purity Bar in Wolverhampton. Just check it out online. Just type in Jeff not surfing, and you'll see everything you need. And let's thank Sai uh, for letting us hijack his amazing pod. Thank Cheers. you, Sai. Cheers, Sai. Personal Jukebox podcast is available on like the majority of, of platforms, your Spotify, your iTunes, uh, is on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Email the show at personaljukeboxpodcast at uh, gmail.com, I think it is. Um, yeah. Anyway. And so we get to that point now where the guest is asked to pick a song to play out on. Oh. What would you like, Mark? Oh. Stone Sour, song three. Uh, 
okay. The acoustic version or the actual version? The actual version. Okay, then. Don't fuck about with no acoustic shit. Oh, she says this. Oh, cocked up, oh, cocked up. Uh, tactical change. If you take a step towards me, you will take my breath away. So I'll keep you close and keep my secrets safe. What album is this from? Recent or something? It's about five years old, 2017. Hydro something, I can't remember. Okay. I do quite like this, I've, I've always preferred this to Slipknot. I like both. Right, and thank you so much for listening. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, Les, nice one. You enjoyed yeah. yourself. Oh, yeah, I have. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in pain. Back. <laughs> have, you, have you had any painkillers? I've got some really good yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, I've had some before I've come out, but for the last half an hour I've been fidgeting like fuck. You've probably seen I me. have said you get up and adjust <laughs> I'm, yourself. I'm just fucking fidgeting like fuck. this line and show you where it leads. There's a darkness down inside me that I know Okay, thanks for listening. Uh, this has been absolutely awesome. Uh, I really want to do another one. Uh, so yeah, only uh, his Lord and his Lord and Saviour will be. Uh, will decide that. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers, Laters. Peace. Word. Word.